3: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
2: this is the
3: sports radio 610 outdoor show with captain mickey eastman captain mickey has been guiding the texas gulf coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments now here's your host captain mickey
1: Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I hope everybody survived the holiday early week. We're back at it. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman, producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. Our sponsors today Texan Roofing, Boyd's One Stop, Texas Insider Fishing Report, and the CCA Star Tournament. All right, looking at weather 84 down on the island in Galveston this morning. Uh, they're calling for 100% chance of uh, rain this morning. That's what they're calling for. Kind of like that 70% yesterday that never materialized. But anyway, there's a uh, chance of a scattered thunderstorm this afternoon. Also, with a high of 86, south-southeast winds 10 to 15. And then for tonight, cloudy skies early, partly cloudy after midnight with a stray shower or thunderstorm. And a low of 81, south-southeast 5 to 10. And then for tomorrow, pretty much the same, partly cloudy with a stray shower or thunderstorm with a high of 88 in southeast, or south-southeast winds, 10 to 15. Got to keep that due south in there for whatever reason. What happened to just a sweet old southeast wind? R&E southeast. All right, looking at tides today, we're on a four-tide schedule. We're sitting on a low right now. It was a negative 0.6. These are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have a high coming up at 9.13 a.m., a 1.4 then a low at 1:35 p.m. of 1.1, and then a high at 4.49 p.m. of 1.2. So afternoon tides are just a little bit on the weak side. 6.25 a.m. sunrise, 8.22 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase is 92%. We're on the decline. We're on the backside of a full moon. Right now offshore, it's southeast at 11, gusting to 16. Air temperature is 84, water temp 85. And Galveston Channel, it's 84 degrees with 88. Well, we'll just make it 89, 88.9 degree water. That's warm. South winds at five to nine. Eagle Point, it's 85 degrees with 87 degree water. South at 10 to 13, and Morgan's Point, no report. That thing's up and down. Earlier it was on, and now it's off again. So, all right. Well, let's head over uh, east of town, over the. Golden Triangle area, let's get plugged in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning and see what he's up to. Good morning, Bill. What's going on, my friend? Making another day? We hello, don't have hello. He. There he is. Hello. Yes, sir.
4: Oh, you threw the switch and it went blank.
1: <laughs> something, something. Uh, gremlins on a Thursday morning. We'll get it going. <laughs> 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 What's happening?
4: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Still same old same old over here, we're in summer pattern, solid in summer pattern
1: oh i would uh, yeah. I would think so, after that warm stretch <laughs> of weather <laughs> it's, it's oh, summertime man,
4: yeah it's gonna be like it's gonna be for a while uh did find uh found some birds working in the lake that had some fairly solid fish under them oh well, uh, cool. But that's not every day. Yeah. But uh, there are fish in the lake, and uh, they're moving around one day. Find them in one place and one day another. But uh, they're there. So a lot of them are small, and uh, it's pretty much the same everywhere you go. you got to pick through, you know, quite a few small fish to get you Get your keepers yeah and uh, it seems like it's the same on the Texas side or the Louisiana side either one you still got a lot of small fish I can't tell that um, there's a big difference in one side over the other there's a lot of small trout and a few good keepers and uh, every once in a while I'm seeing a picture of a Pretty nice trout. I I saw one that's twenty five inches the other day. Just that's a healthy fish. Yes. That that thing the picture looked like a salmon. <laughs> yeah, one got <laughs> was, through. Uh, yeah, it was a really Somebody deal. let
1: one through, man. <laughs> yeah,
4: man uh to their credit they released that one and that was uh, that was a good deal. But I haven't uh, I haven't seen one that size in a while in my boat but uh, we uh, we've been using soft plastics been throwing a combination of uh, K-Wigglers 4-inch ball tails down south and uh, the old Mirror Lure Little John (laughs) can't go wrong with any of those
1: no, it's okay. And
4: it's been a pretty much a quarter ounce jig head thing. Having to uh, having to fish it a little faster over the three foot deep shell, but you know on, on down into the water column it works best. You can yeah. get away with a with an eighth and with no problem. You can cast an eighth and do it like you need to do. And if you want to get a bigger piece of plastic, you can go ahead and throw a sixteenth. But it seems like the right one for me to put on every day is a quarter ounce. That's, that's the one that's, that's the workhorse.
1: Well, that's, you know, fishing out of the boat like that, that's just a all-around, you know, right-size, ultimate jig head for all purposes.
4: Yeah, it is.
1: You know, unless yeah. you're in some, you know, really extreme current somewhere and deeper water where you need like a three-eighths or something to go ahead and get that bait down and hold it hold it down, you know.
4: Yeah, I keep I keep three-eighths in there, but just a few of them, and I, I keep a lot of uh, eighth-ounce. Uh, if I'm fishing over heavy shell, I'll kind of lighten it up a little bit. Right. You know, stuff that hangs you up, you know, it's got toe heads all in it.
1: Yeah, them old pig ears sticking up off the bottom, man, they'll... It never fails. They'll reach out and grab a jig head. They
4: <laughs> <laughs> sure will. I wonder how.
1: Wonder how much lead's on the bottom of that lake on that uh, south end down there.
4: <laughs> It'd have to be a lot of it.
1: I bet you could mine it. I, I remember back in the day when everybody was dragging worms behind the boat and that tide'd slow up and everybody started hanging up and breaking off, man. <laughs> You'd it see everybody, terrible. every boat, everybody over there just pulling, just stretching that line, trying to bust it off. There ain't no doubt that was live oysters. I mean. Yeah, that no was, doubt. I mean, that was, I mean, you'd go crazy looking at a bottom machine on that and going, man, look at the structure. Oh, I know. And you, Them fish were in it, it, weren't they? Those, My goodness. A,
4: yeah, they were. You pull a clump of those oysters up and there's. <laughs> More live than dead ones on there. Oh yeah. And uh, here the other day, I had uh, had an oyster actually bite a line.
1: Oh, you got I it between the shell.
4: Yeah, he was open filtering and and uh, snapped shut when that line touched that that meat. You know, that happened That
1: happened a lot when we had a lot of live clams in Trinity Bay. That would have, You'd see that a lot where somebody had reel one in and it was closed on their leader, you know, above oh, the jig good. head. I
4: never have caught
1: a live clam. Yeah, we used to have a lot of them in Trinity. There was a range of clams, but uh, we lost, man, all that fresh water for so long. And then Harvey it pretty much did them in.
4: Maybe they'll come yeah, back. <clears throat> Maybe so. I would hope so. Clam beds are good too.
1: Yes, oh, man. Mud, we used to mud, catch some big trout up. back there in the back on them clamshell dumps.
0: Yep,
4: that's right. But uh, we've been uh, we've been catching fish in a variety of situations. And most of it has to do with shell, but right. there's some free range fish out there that that are schooling. That if you can stumble into them on the right day, you can sit there and catch twenty five or thirty. You know, give you a little bit of action.
1: Yeah, running them you shrimp know. up out of the mud.
4: Yep, that's what they're doing. And uh, <clears throat> every once in a while, the birds will show you. But that's uh. That's been more rarity than,
1: But I think yeah. it's
4: probably going to come on. I think that's going to happen.
1: Well, we can get some more fish, you wow. know, balled up and, and more vastness of fish, you'll see a lot of bird action.
4: Yeah. That's coming. And as far as color of soft plastic, we went through <laughs> I had a, guy, a couple of guys in the boat there. We had three three guys fishing with me, but Two of them were color freaks, and they just <laughs> went through. And, uh, that was comical. I said, "Guys, I, they gonna hit any color you throw. We got the right stuff here." But they were. It, it was the school bus pattern that day, and we were driving a mile and picking up one or two, yeah. and and hit a blank on a couple spots, and we just kept rotating around and going to different spots. And it, that's just the way it was for the first part of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, they kept thinking if they would changed colors or styles, then it would up their catch rate.
1: Yeah, they'd find the magic uh, bait. Yeah.
4: I just, I just let them have at it. <laughs> I said, okay, I'm doing lure advertising today. You know, and no color seemed better than the other. Right. And the water was a little bit clear to a little bit off color everywhere we went different spots uh, it was kind of mixing around and mm-hmm. it didn't matter it didn't matter I mean we caught them on Texas Roach we caught them on Blue Moon we blue caught moon. Them on uh, oh yeah we caught them on this we caught them on that Glow with a yellow tail that was a, a real popular color and uh, the style as long as it as long as it's either the, uh, the down south or the uh, k uh, either one of those tail styles seem to work right. And then the Little John, you know, it's uh, it does what it does. When you get around fish that are eating shrimp, that thing will catch fish. So that's, that's my three basic lures right now, but they even dug into some stuff that, I had that it has been discontinued, uh, like that split tail, uh, mirror lure that they used to have. I can't remember the name. Oh,
1: of Oh, the it, split tail it. mullet. That's yeah, the one that Dana and them mullet. used to make, and uh, Mirror Lure bought it from them. Split tail mullet. Oh, man.
4: that was uh, why that one quit selling. I don't know
1: because I don't know either. We used that. We used yeah. that religiously years back, and uh, I still got tons of those.
4: You remember that color called Space Guppy? Uh-huh. Sure do. Yellow with clear back and like right. gold flakes. And, oh, man. <laughs> that was a great color. in dirty water, man. You couldn't beat that. Well, oh, they even found some of those and, and tried those out. But it didn't matter if uh, if you had a good style on and you threw it in front of the fish and worked at Ratchcock. Right, See, the
1: way that bait's streamlined, you know, and, you know, it's similar to a rat tail bait, you know, like an assassin or whatever, or a provoker, but with that split tail, but it, the body part of it, it where you put the jig head in, it's streamlined differently, and uh, it pulls through the water different. get a little bit different action with that bait than others. And it, uh, for whatever reason, there was a couple of years there, the fish just couldn't stay off of that bait. That was yeah. like in the early 2000s, like 2004 through the, about 2008 or nine, that bait was deadly.: Yes, it was.: And the uh, maniac mullet. remember that? It was uh, oh, they yeah. had a you know a slow sink and then like a, a floater. Well, it, it didn't really float. it just barely sunk. and you could, you could really gramp all that bait down, slow it down in real shallow water. That bait was deadly too. <laughs> well, and we just so moved on to other baits. I mean, there. I mean, we could go back and fish with stuff we did thirty years ago. And it'd still work. We'd use it. You know. You see that?
4: Oh, heck yeah! These trout I, didn't fish change. Fish.
1: It's just okay. we changed. I got
4: a, uh, a, a strawberry white K ball tail, mm-hmm. and that thing I threw it for a day before it tore up, and. I caught just as many fish as everybody else. Yeah. Old strawberry white tail. Yep, so, it still works. I, <laughs> I had uh and K Wigglers making a a bottle tail with uh it's blue and a white tail. Yeah, a cool tip. tail. Electric the blue, blue
1: with a white tail.
4: That's 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 exactly that. And that's oh. We catch just catch a l-
1: ton of fish on that bait. Let me knock this break out, Bill. I'll be right back to you. All right, you're listening to the Outdoor yeah. Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sports Radio Six Ten
3: presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Yeah, that's good. Morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio Six Ten Outdoor Show Four Nineteen. All right, let's uh, head back to Bill Watkins. All right, Bill. We were catching them, but I forgot how we were catching them. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, we, I think we were catching them on soft plastics. We were. Ball
1: tails, split tails, sluggos, yeah. whatever, man. And, and the uh,
4: sluggos.
1: Remember those sluggos? Yeah. I've caught oh, trout yeah, on those. I, I used to put them on a jig head and throw them.
4: They would work. and Yeah, they would. Yeah. I actually won a uh, red man tournament at uh, Bob Sandlin up in uh, northeast Texas. I, I mean that that was the the trick of the trick of that tournament. Right, it was shallow when everybody was fishing deep. It was in mm-hmm. July. Right, everybody was fishing twenty five thirty five foot of water with Carolina rigs, and uh, I found some pepper grass on uh, points and flanks of points, and I stumbled up there and. Through that slug O, oh man, <laughs> that's where those big ones were. They were eating brim. Man. And that's, a, that's one of the times I buried the competition. Man, that was, I still that. That felt that. good. Yes, it did. Because there was some Cracker Jack fishermen in that bunch. Some of them have passed on now.
2: Just yeah. That
4: was good. Anyway, rather than rest on past laurels, it's kind of like uh, my old boss used to tell me, what have you done for me today? I'm not worried about what you did last week. <laughs> so, and that's the life of a fishing guide. You're only as good as the next box of fish you can catch. And that's it. You don't, uh, you don't get to uh, rest on your laurels. But we've got got some fairly good fishing right now, so might as well come over here and get some of it.
1: Was there a lot of pressure over the holiday
4: over there? Absolutely not. I I mean, I didn't get out there uh, Saturday. Uh, Friday there was a lot of boats, but then I didn't get out there Saturday, and after that, Monday, there was just a few. Uh, I think the fishing is a little bit difficult right now, and it's not, it's not uh, lending itself to make it easy. Or maybe they all got it out of their system on Friday and Saturday. You know, sometimes they'll do that. They just wear themselves out, and then they all stay home, lick their wounds
1: yeah
4: but, uh no it hasn't been there was only a couple of days that uh that the, the ramp was so crowded you couldn't even park hardly yeah it's just been it's been a few days like that so it, it's uh you've got you got some fishing you got room uh i did go check the north levy wall one morning early and, uh, there was nothing there for me, but little trout and, uh, run into a guide friend of mine that had wandered up there and he had, uh, I think four by about nine o'clock that was, that was keepers, Texas keepers. Mm-hmm. And he, he caught several small ones and, uh, I'm not getting a whole lot of reports off that Sabine Lake fishing and discussion page on Facebook. Right. Usually, when they're catching them on the North Levee Wall, they'd be posting pictures every morning. Right. You know. But that all, I think that all depends on the fish are cycling out there in the main lake. And when they hit that wall, it's a natural barrier. And then they swim down or up it and feed along it. And uh, after a lot of them get caught, I think that that just kind of wheedles out. And uh then you gotta wait until the next group of better fish comes in and finds it. I just don't I don't think that there's a, a concentration of fish that lives two or three hundred yards off that wall and they wake up in the morning and go, Let's go run the wall this morning.
1: Well I know they I used think... to over there. It used to be a freeway up and down there on tide exchanges.
4: I think those fish uh You know, once they find it, they'll hang around and get caught. Mm -hmm. And then you have to wait after all those better ones get caught. You have to wait till the next batch of fish wanders in there and stacks up against that wall. Right. And I think once they find it, they swim up and down it until they get caught. (laughs) Because it's a target rich environment them. They can ambush any kind of prey they want up and down that wall. And I've never understood why the south wall is not quite as good as the north wall.
1: It's always and, been that way, though. When there was a ton of fish over that north end, the north levee wall was always the best. It seemed, you know, to me.
4: I think. North, I think it has something to. Now I've caught them. I've caught them good on the south levee. Well, wall, yeah, but I have too, but it's, it's not as good. Uh, it's consistent. Let's put it that way. It's
1: right, consistent. it's a lot more consistent up there, up north.
4: Yeah, and I think it has to do with the way the ship channel goes across the top of the lake,
1: and then uh, comes around Pleasure point.
4: point. You get that. You get that uh, saltwater wedge. Yes. That goes up that channel and goes around and spits back out into the lake. Right. And mm-hmm. I think. That's what causes those fish to follow it up there and go around. There may be as many of them coming out of the ship channel.
1: I think that, see, you just hit the nail on the head. That's what, what I always thought. They'd always come out of the channel and then wrap around Pleasure Point into the lake and then, and then use that north end like that. I think more That's fish right. came up there through the channel than they did through
4: the main lake. They get on that flat out there. Right. And... uh Work their way around and find that wall and then go down the wall. And uh, we used to catch, uh, we would throw live pogey mm-hmm. on the Carolina Big and on those channel drops in six to 12 foot of water on a moonlit night. Right. And oh my goodness, you talk about whack the big trout. Oh, shoot. That was so productive. So productive. And, uh, We'd do it every time. You could have done it on a dark night, but we'd go out there on the moon, full moon nights, so we could see better, and uh, just set there anchored, and wait till they come. They might not come till twelve or eleven thirty or one o'clock, but if you were there, you get your you'd get your uh, get your ten trout real quick, and uh, boy, I mean they were solid fish too. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's kind of a thing that, uh, you know, I mean, it just seemed to be a, a never-ending supply of those fish. And I think those are the ones that would wander out onto the flat and go down the wall. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. And once they get in the lake, they'll wind up, you know, working under birds out there.
1: Yeah, they disperse under bait. You know, they'll get on them big schools of shrimp and everything else and just fan out and just move with the bait, stay with it.
4: There might not be nothing scientific about the way I'm thinking, but that's just observation. Well, that's
1: just uh, experience, tried and true, day in and day out. OJT.
4: Yeah, on the job training. (laughs)
1: That's it, baby. (laughs) That's
4: true, buddy. That that's uh, you know those fish cycle according to fresh water and usually they would show up about the first of May when the water mm-hmm. would salt up. But that water, that saltwater wedge comes up that deep channel. It's fifty foot deep, and it, it uh, once that saltwater gets in there, it pushes all the way around to the top and uh, and spits out. And you'll have, right now, there's some pretty water up there. It's dark and clear, and uh, that's some of the best water in the whole lake. Clear and salty. So, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some big schools of reds out there around the reeds, and You know, you might see them schooling on a day, but I yeah. didn't the day I went up there. But... Uh, I know the croaker fishermen get into them every once in a while and uh, tear up everything they've got, <laughs> eat all their croakers, which they don't like. But uh, yes, oh yes, redfish will eat croakers too. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> they'll eat they'll eat anything in anything sight. <clears throat> lot of lo- just think how many of those bull reds. Just think how many little little speckle trout they eat a year.
4: Oh, man. Yeah, I've had them eat them off the end of my line.
1: Oh, yeah. Look at when you're reeling anything, one in, Bull Red follows it to the boat trying to eat it.
4: Anything that's kind of crippled up, it's in trouble.
1: There is. Uh, if it swims, they will eat it. They don't even have to be swimming. If it's dead on the bottom, they'll eat it.
4: That's right. This is the law of the jungle out there. Tough world yeah, out there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's only a survival of the fittest. That's,
1: That's it. it, especially for little fish. You better hide. <laughs> better hunker down. <laughs> yeah. All right, Bill. Well, hey, man. I always enjoy talking to you. If somebody wants to come over and fish with you, to let you put them on them, man. How do they get a hold of you?
4: 409-673-9211. Or
1: com. Yes, sir,
4: buddy.
1: Well, that, that bird dog will hunt, my friend. Well, Bill, it's always good talking to you. You have a good week and uh, try to stay cool if that's possible. Hopefully, we'll get some of that rain today they're calling for. We sure could use it, man. Thank you, sir. All right, Bill. Thank you. See you, man. All right. That's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake, and I need to take a moment to tell everyone about Texan Roofing. You know, folks, Texan Roofing, they're the people I trust. They cover Houston and surrounding area and, you know, Texan Roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement, and Texan Roofing has the Better Business Bureau A-plus rating with no complaints ever, and they're certified to give the best leak-free warranties in the business. And Texan Roofing's found the majority of jobs they do, they offer the lower price, they beat the competition's quality and warranty, along with Honest Roof Inspections, A-plus Management. These are reasons you need to call Texan Roofing, when, and when you do, You'll tell them you heard about it right here on the Outdoor Show. Tim and all his crew, great guys to work with. They'll uh, take really good care of you, and uh, they'll work with you directly. So give them a call at 281 That's 281 or check them out on the web at texanroofing.com. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you.
3: Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 435 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Conroe now. Let's check in with our good friend, the fish dude, Oh Richard Tosh. Richard, good morning. How you doing, buddy?
2: You know I'm good, Mickey. How about yourself?
1: Oh, man, I'm... Hey, I'm I'm here, bud. It's all good.
2: I I hear you. I hear you. I tell you what, I'm glad that I'm glad we got a little bit of rain yesterday. Sure I saw y'all
1: reviews. got a little bit, and I was boy, I was praying for some down my way. But hopefully, I'll get it today. All the good stuff and the guff it just slid by us and went in over in Louisiana. And we sure need yeah. that. Hopefully, today we'll what. get it.
2: I, yesterday, I mean, like this morning, I got up to the house, looked summer our temperature gauges that. 74, and it's a good night. That sounds Man. great. Then I get fun. on my way to the lake. <laughs> I know, I know. Get on my way down here and uh, get to the lake. It's 77. I'm going, oh, no. But that's all right. But the biggest problem is there ain't no dang wind this morning. We have barely got any wind at all, so it's going to get hot to the firecracker in a little while. So I just said we can get it done pretty quick. That's, that's the way you got to do that.
1: Well, maybe I said, had we'll a little I'm, cloud cover today.
2: Well, okay, keep your fingers crossed. Keep yes. wishing. Click, click your heels three times because I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, Dorothy. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I mean, it's, I was sitting there looking right now, I mean, it is, It's scattered clouds, if that, you know. I mean, they're so thin right now. And I, Normally every morning here for the past week or so, week and a half, it's been pretty heavily clouded around the lake. You know, about 9 o'clock, in then in the sun will burn them off this morning. They're gone. It's not looking good this morning. So, it's going. i say it's going to get hot out here today. Well, there's
1: a ton of rain in the Gulf right now out from uh, Brownsville and Corpus Christi, and it's kind of drifting towards the coast. See, that rain yesterday went out in the Gulf and then went in over to Louisiana. There's still rain going yeah. in over there. But
2: well, hopefully, hopefully it comes on in.
1: Yes, we could uh, use it. Corpus, I mean, everybody... The whole state could use it.
2: Well, it's like over at the hill country over, uh, you know, this past week, you know, it's, I was over there and all around Austin, all their lakes are super low right now, sir. So they're, they're in a drought stage right now for sure. Yes. Uh, I mean, they they got tons of water that they're they're out of. You know, Buckhand is down. I didn't check the levels or anything, but Buck is down. Uh, I know LBJ was down. Or what was it? Not LBJ, but it was Lake. I don't know, Travis. Travis was down. Travis, like, yeah. 30, yeah, like 30-some-odd feet over there. So it's like, okay, mm. they're getting pretty bad. You know, like back in 2010 is what it's getting close to, from what I can understand anyway. Since 2010 over here, it was tough, too. You know, we were right, put low on Conroe. But fortunately enough, you know, we're, we're holding water now. And I, I, what I've heard is they kind of changed their, their hurricane deal and re- turned that stuff over to the governor. So he's going to declare when they release water out of these lakes and stuff for hurricane purposes and things. That's what I understand. I don't know how true it is. And, you know, but it's, uh, it's a good thing. It holds this water back up whenever we need it, like right now. You know, from what I'm looking at, I hadn't checked the level at all, but I'm thinking we're just about probably eight inches below normal pool. You know, normally this time of year, the way it's worked since Harvey has been we're already at that foot and a half low by now. But, yeah, yeah. Like I say, these water reserves. When people start thinking about drinking water, this is it. You, don't dump it. Don't don't intentionally get rid of it. I mean, that that's one of my things. You know, you guys. No matter what, you you gonna have to drink water. <laughs> if you don't drink, you ain't gonna make it. Mm. So you never get you never get rid of something. You know that like this. You know, it's too too valuable. Right. That's Okay. Well, it was pretty
1: quiet as far as, you know, I kept my ear to the ground as much as I could through the holiday, and I didn't hear of any major fatalities or anything like that. I did hear that about one very, boat sinking up there, a party yep, boat or something. I don't know what it was. Well,
2: it, what it was was a dying doll ski boat. They oh, is that like what a, it was? Yeah, it was a dying doll ski boat. I can't even remember the brand. Like a, like a ski. It wasn't a skiing object, but it was a. It was another one, and they had it overloaded, and it had 12, like twelve people in it, and they, you know, everybody gets out here want to watch fireworks from the boat. I did that one time, and I said I'll never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Cause what, what happens is the gang up around this, this little party island down here, and and will just everybody piled in there. There'll be a like two hundred boats in there, and it's right. dark, and they're watching the fireworks go off, and then uh, as as everything wraps up, everybody starts, "Hey, I'm taking off." Well, you got every boat from a John boat.
1: Everybody to trying double- to go to the dock at one time,
2: right? And you got—I mean—you'll have some of these double decker boats out there. You know, they're—they're—you <laughs> know—they're yachts. They're not boats. They're yachts, and they'll be out there running around. And then you'll uh. have these ski boats like that, and they'll be—you know—like some people will overload them, and they—that's exactly what they did. They had—I think they had like twelve people in there. And then a bigger boat came by and rolled a wave in, and, and boom! That'll I'm do it. Home, here we go. There it goes. I've had it happen to me before. I mean, when I was dumping Christmas trees, I, I knew I had it right on the edge of being too much, and uh, I had I had just you know, I had it run all my way, all my trees in there, and I'm taking off, going around into the creek around uh, from the marina. It's about two miles away. And I'm in this old John boat overloaded like that, and I knew it. And I'm, I'm grounding this point, And as I, I'm going around, there's a uh, big ski boat that came in behind me. And you know, it's uh, what that day it was like forty degrees air temperature, and it was like fifty degrees water temperature. And I'm, I'm going around this corner, and I see that boat. Cause I, I'm because I'm having to stand up just to see, cause I got all these drinks on that dang corner, and here here comes this flake, and I'm saying, I can outrun it. I, can, I ain't got nothing nope. but like a 35-horse 35, 35 motor on there. I didn't outrun it. When the motor started going down, I just set it off, and I, the boat was going straight down because I had all that weight in there. I yep. said, I ain't going to lose the boat, so I just I flipped it over on one side and dumped all those trees right on that dang point. So there's a, there's a brush pile. Well,
1: boats it. come with a... Uh Tab a sticker on there, plate capacity yep. rating.
2: Exactly, and, uh, exactly.
1: Never overload a boat.
2: No, that's, that's on there for a reason. To. That's exactly right. Because you, you overload it, I guarantee you, you're gonna know it. Something's gonna give, and, and when it does, <laughs> it's not gonna be nice. Nope. You know, and especially like in those ski boats, you know, they've got they don't really have the floatation as like a fishing boat does, because it's uh you know they're. I, they they're designed to make a big wave. They're heavy boats. Yeah. So, you know, like like this Pathfinder I'm in, I left the plug out of the dang thing and had had a couple people in here and go, "Dang, I left the plug out!" But it's a double hull <laughs> boat, you know. And we fished all morning, never had a problem. So, but with that double hull, you can get away with it because they've got the they have the flotation in here to make sure it don't go down. And it's you know it's designed for rough stuff, and that's. As long as you got a boat that way, like just like those Ranger bass boats, just like a Boston whaler, just like a Carolina skiff, they're a chunk of foam. You can't hardly sink those rascals. But if you overload them, you're going to get water in them. There ain't no doubt about that. That's going to happen. And as you know, like in them bass boats, I've, I've speared waves and and had it where I've almost filled it completely up, and I've had bottoms come out of them and and stuff like that where they, you know, they'll they'll fill up but they don't sink. You know, because I had one years ago, uh, fishing a professional tournament, a little pro-am tournament on, on Livingston. And uh, I run across the middle of Lake Livingston. And I'm, I'm talking about, I'm two miles from either shore. And I'm hauling butt across there. And, and uh, boom, next thing you know, the boat kind of jumps. And I, I stopped and I told my, my partner, I said, hey, jump up there and check that. Check and make sure I got all the blades on this property, this four-blade prop. And, uh, you know, we stopped, I trimmed it up. He says, they're all there at about that time the bills pump kicked on. When it kicked on, I go, dang it. He goes, what's the matter? I said, we ain't got no bottom left in this boat. It just sheeted the bottom of that boat. <laughs> and, uh, we, w- we ran across. I was, he goes, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to run until the engine overheats. I'm going, you know, I ain't going to burn a motor up over a boat. But, but, uh, once this engine overheats, we're going to, we're, we're going to beach it and then get it, it's just a ride to the way in. And uh, we get to running, get to the 190 Bridge. We're going to, to Waterwood from, from uh, the south end of the lake. And as we're coming under the 190 Bridge, a uh, buddy of mine and a ranger was coming around the corner. I said, as we start, as we get through here, I want you to start pointing at the back of this boat so he knows something's wrong. And that way he'll follow us. So he's, you know, we get up there and boom, all of a sudden the engine overheat went, went, went alarm went off. I said, that's it. Shut it down. That buddy of mine, he stuck that nose of that ranger right in my shoulder, and I grabbed it. And that, that partner I had, he, he bailed out. And I said, I told him, I said, pick him up. Go pick him up. I'm going to run this thing on the bank over here. Engine overheated. I got some fish to weigh in. I mean, if, if you don't, if you ain't got any fish or whatever, you mind running us to the weigh-in? And he, he says, sure, I'll run you in. I ain't got no fish anyway. And so I beat that boat. Run to the way in, fish in. He came back out and towed me in. So, when we got to the bank, I had a three-foot-wide section of the bottom by 12-foot long in a 21-foot boat that was gone.
1: Unbelievable.
2: Um, I mean, it was. That was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I've thrown ears of awful props before, and it's, you know, that motor will go to Raising Cane and flopping around pretty good back there, and you'll, you'll eat up the lower unit real quick. But... but uh, that uh, ain't nothing like losing the bottom of a boat, especially when you're running about 75 miles an hour. And, I mean, that's something else. And, and then when we're, every time we'd hit a, a wave, you know, you got that, that seat pedestal up front. It's a two-inch hole. You'd hit a wave, and that, it'd be a two-inch stream of water come shooting out of that hole. I mean, straight up in there about five feet. And then we were sitting almost shin, mid-shin deep in, in the boat when we were sitting down in the seats full of water so but that was that was a mercury engine on that thing and boy i'll tell you what that rifle, it lasted you know till that overheat alarm went off it lasted a good four miles so i can't complain it pushed a heavy load there for a little bit so i mean that runs that was something else though it just whenever you get a boat that's like that you just you most people freak out but what are you gonna do you got to get to the bank somehow you ain't gonna just sit around and float because it's that was before. I don't phones.
1: sit out there and sink in the middle. Get on the bank. No, You're gonna sink, sink in the, shallow water, and walk out of there.
2: That's what I'm talking about. Run that sucker up on the bank. I mean, you already you got to door up boat anyway. It's it already
1: destroyed hurt. anyway. Might as well save that's the engine it. if you can. There you go.
2: Exactly. That's all right, buddy.
1: Well, I've already run out of time here. It's uh, somebody wants to come up and fish with you, Richard. Give them some info. Come get them I hybrids. They're still biting.
2: They are. They're doing good, too. But anyway, any, anyone can get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the suits Guide Service. You can email me at admin at com or just check out the webpage page, All
1: right, buddy. Richard, have a good day, and uh, hope you get some cloud cover and make it comfortable out there. I'll talk to you Saturday. Be safe.
2: Yes, sir. Y'all All have right, fun. brother. See you, man. All
1: right. That's a fish dude up on Lake Conroe. Let's run to Matagorda now. Let's check in with Captain Charlie Paradosky. Charlie P., what's up, bud?
0: Morning, Mickey. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing, Charlie?
0: I'm fair to middling. Oh, good. Still hanging in, still kicking. a boy. Still kicking.
1: a yeah. boy. Yeah.
0: Still fighting the elements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. We got uh, the wind's got a little southeast in it this morning down here.
1: It actually does. South southeast is what we have here.
0: Yeah, right. Same here at the harbor. It looks like it's blowing about twelve. Yes. And yesterday, yesterday morning at this time, it was straight west at about eighteen.
1: So, really, you had a west wind, yeah. huh?
0: Yesterday, yeah. When right. It started.
1: Maybe that was from that you could you see know, those. rain yeah. in the Gulf or something.
0: Right, I could see it out there in the Gulf yesterday.
1: Yeah, that slid right by us and went over to Louisiana.
0: Yeah, we had one shower come through us, and uh, if you weren't in that strip, you didn't get it. and If you were, you got some good rain out of it. Right. I was out there, and I was able to run around it, and we didn't even get wet. Some people got drenched, but... It didn't improve the fishing any yesterday. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. It, it was tough. You That's know, you're either on them. Yeah, you're either on them or you're not. And you're not going to catch them two days in a row in the same damn spot unless you're dragging a croaker bucket behind you. Right. I can guarantee you that. That's just the way it is right now. Yes, sir. You got uh, you got a good early bite, and then then it's grinding and. And if you can stay out there till uh, twelve or one o'clock, you'll get another bite. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it's been. That's the way it's been the whole weekend, for a while. Now. Well, now we're on the
1: backside of a full on, you know, the decline of the full moon, so it's uh, it's gonna be a weird bite this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've got to get out here and fight this again today, but I'm gonna wait the next two days. So. I haven't been down west wade in a while, and uh, I'm going to go down there and uh, see what we can do tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I get uh, people text me all the time. Be sure and ask Charlie about how his shark band's working.
0: Well, uh, <clears throat> I wear it every time I go down there, and since I've put it on, I haven't had a problem.
1: Uh, Where do you put I've it?
0: All I've had is finding fish. I put it around my ankle. It, it'll fit... Uh, you know, that Bart's Bay Armor boot goes right over it and right doesn't bother you. And um, perfect place for it.
1: Is that what you wear is Bart's Bay Armor? To. That's what I've been wearing. They're comfortable, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they are. They really are. But, uh, you well, know, they're easy to get on and off, and that's the good part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, convenience is real nice for us old timers.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, I'll take I'll take every convenience I can find. I
1: remember the last time I when we were still in waiters, man. One morning, I, did, I was just out of it. I didn't have any energy or anything, and I got my waiters and stuff on and looked at my guys, and I said, "Man, I'm exhausted." <laughs> now we got to get out of the boat and make a wade, putting all that gear on, man. Oh, my God. Boy, your ear should have been no, ringing uh, Tuesday night, man. The Anderson's had their big, you know, Fourth of July party, you know, fireworks and barbecue and all that, and your name came up a million times, all the old stories being told. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we were laughing. Daryl Skillard was there. Man, we had him in the middle of it. It was good stuff, buddy.
0: <laughs> I bet it was. I bet it was. Yeah. Pretty
1: good. Right there on T Bay.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Some good times back then, bud.
1: That's that that's a fact jack.
0: Yeah. Yep. No, it's like a broken record over here, Mickey. There ain't a lot going on.
1: There's, yeah. So, Same here.
0: You keep plugging away. You know we're getting a lot of those little sand trout showing up now. Yeah. I don't know, they we have They disappeared back at Christmas when we uh, had that freeze, or close to a freeze. Right. And, uh, I hadn't seen them, and now they're now they're showing back up. Quite a few of them, but they're little. They're not that big. Not that big. We did have a big trout on uh, Saturday, and I uh, was just getting ready to net it. And thank God the hook came out. There wasn't no sense in it, but pretty good trout. Everybody, every day I hear somebody having a good trout on out there. Well, that's good to hear. It's funny how that used, yeah, it, that used to be the norm. You used to do that every day. Oh,
1: yeah. But, uh, no doubt.
0: Yeah. And he'd end up at the cleaning table, too, fillet out. So, things are changing. Stack that meat. <laughs> oh, my God. Big meat. Uh and, I, and we thought it was going to last forever, too. Never even thought about it.
1: We used not never even think even twice. We'd it. stick a knife in the seven, eight pounders like it wasn't done, just flay them out, send them on, tag them and bag them, baby. <laughs>
0: uh, like, uh, I'll never forget they had a CCA kids tournament down here one day. And, right. And uh, I had I had caught like a 31-inch trout, and I was flaying that thing at the table. Everybody thought it was about to have a heart attack. I don't even know what it weighed, but it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that no more. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I watched my mama put the knife to a 33-incher one time, going, good Lord, you know you don't want to get that mounted? Nah, we catch them like this all the time. I said, no, we don't, not that big. mm mm
0: I caught one 31 and a half inches at Marsh Point when we were in a big school of reds, and I caught this trout that uh, was sick. I mean, I just reeled him up and put him on the stringer. He was long and skinny. You could tell there was something wrong with him. And Right. And I put, I put the knife on it to fillet it, and that meat was just – he must have been dying. Yeah. He didn't even fight. Well, you
1: know? back there close to that area over on the north side – we used to we nicknamed that area the Big Trout Graveyard. I think they came there to to winter and die. They died all right <laughs> with the with a eight oh eight mirror lure in their mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yep. So uh, I don't know. I guess things will get better. I think we'll have a good fall if uh, some of these fish can survive what's going on now. But. Uh, it gets a little better every day.
1: Well that's good. All right, Charlie. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you. Give them a number, my friend.
0: Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401.
1: All right, Charlie. Have a good one. I'll talk to you Saturday. Be safe out there, bud.
0: Take care, Mickey.
1: Later. All right. That's Charlie Paradosky and Matt Agorda. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back.
3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,